but it's not like instant meet and instant fall all over each other or instant hate or it's not all romance tropes. Welcome back to another episode of Shirley Municipal Library podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Cherie is bringing with her The Bodyguard, not a person. It's a book by Catherine Center. How about you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the author, because we learned some interesting trivia before we started recording. Hi. So the trivia that we remembered just before we started recording this is that years ago, Catherine Center was actually the speaker here at the library for the Friends of the Library evening with the author. Um... I was a bad librarian and didn't look back at scrapbooks to confirm this exactly, but I believe it was about 2008. The book was The Bright Side of Disaster, I remember, because that one was kind of a momlet feature. Mm -hmm. I, I think at the time we even tried to do like a mommy book club where we gave story time to the little kids and let the moms go discuss the book, you know, without having to wrangle kids in the yeah. process. So. so fiction is funny. That period had um, there were just mom books everywhere. And part of its confirmation bias, we were looking for them. So we were seeing them everywhere, all over the new bookshelves, all over. And they were checking out like crazy. Um, things go in cycles. Paranormal romance, for instance, or um, psychological thrillers, or... The most ridiculous one are the teens with terminal illness. Thanks, John Green. Oh, yeah. gosh. That's a depressing <laughs> one. So none of that's about The Bodyguard. So The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. I really enjoyed this book. I will say it's an illustrated cover. Those are also a thing right now. There's, It's a little challenging for us to find our book face Fridays because so many of the colors are illustrated versus mm -hmm. people. And this story features a Hollywood star and their bodyguard. The Hollywood star is Jack Stapleton and the bodyguard is five foot five Hannah Brooks. So I like books that sort of turn their tropes on their heads. Mm -hmm. And this does that for bodyguards, like the fractured fairy tales thing. Spin it against your expectations. Mm -hmm. So if you say movie star and bodyguard, your expectation, regardless of the movie star, might be that the bodyguard is a big and burly person. And Catherine Center leans right into that and says... Nope. There is a school of guarding where you're big and burly and you're a deterrent. But then there's the school of guarding where you're blending into the background, unobtrusive and getting people out of situations before they ever occur. And that's where she shines, so to speak. So Catherine Center is a Texas author. I want to say that she she does live in Houston. Well, that makes sense. Which is how she was kind enough to come and speak here at the library. I hesitate to say how many years ago. <laughs> and this book is set in in Houston and Katy, west of Houston. The city and the, the environment doesn't play that much of a role because the action actually mostly takes place on a family ranch along the Brazos River. So the, the plot setup is that Jack Stapleton is a big mega Hollywood star. A couple of years ago, there was a tragedy and he completely left public view. But now he has to come back to Houston because his mother has cancer and she's asked him to come home. And Houston has a great cancer center. <laughs> and Houston has a great cancer center. So the very, very beginning of this book finds Hannah in a tough spot. Her mother had passed away and the funeral was yesterday. She's a wreck. She and her mom weren't close, but she's still a wreck. And all she can think of is, I want to get back to work. I'm, I'm a workaholic. I love my mm -hmm. job. I've got, to, I've got to get back to work. But my mom told me her dying words 
wish was for me to take a vacation. So I've booked these tickets because your brain doesn't work when someone close to you passes. Yeah. So I've booked these tickets and it's critically important that I both go to work and find my boyfriend who works for the same company and ask him to go on this vacation with me. And I recognized that headspace. Uh, my father passed away a few years ago and I distinctly remember uh, texting my boss at the time and saying, you know, my dad passed at six o'clock this morning. We're not leaving until tomorrow. I'm going to come in. <laughs> at which point my boss at the time was like, no, you are not. You are staying home. <laughs> Just <laughs> you don't need to be at work right now. Yeah. When you're in that headspace, you can't make sense of that because you just want to get away. And that's Hannah's personality. She just wants to get away. She wants to be moving and going and doing things. But you're also not overly functional at that time. So it's a little bit of a disaster, during which she finds out that her boss is going to open a branch in London. And she and her boyfriend are up for the top spot of opening that branch. Oh. She's like, yes, branch in London, sign me up. Mm, but her boyfriend is clearly a betrayer. Well, on the way home, her boyfriend says, yeah, this just isn't working out. So let's Man, break he dumps up. her right after her mom dies? Yes. His excuse is that they weren't close, she and her mom, <laughs> and, and that they didn't really like each other that much anyway, right? So it's not a big deal. This is like a real downer to start a book that I'm assuming has a fair bit of romance in it. This book is fiction. Okay. There is a fair bit of drama. It is about a bodyguard, so there is a reason for a bodyguard to exist. Enter Jack Stapleton and the assignment there. Jack Stapleton has a stalker. His people know who she is. She breeds corgis. But anyway, because of all of this, his team insists that... He hire a bodyguard while he's... Wait, wait, wait. Does he own corgis? Like, how does the corgi thing even play in? I was about to say, is this you trying to say it was the queen? Yeah. <laughs> I was no just like, are you trying to be British gentle because she just... is implicated in this. she just no. passed away? No. Okay. Um, um, I thought that was like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. She breeds corgi. <laughs> no, th this is a nudge, nudge. This is not a, a serious psycho killer in a basement type stalker. Okay. This is a middle-aged woman who uh, knits sweaters with his face on them and breeds corgis. Oh, God. Yeah, but that doesn't stop like no. somebody from being like misery level of psycho. Oh, right. Yeah. Which, which thus is why his studio and his team insist that he have this protection. Mm -hmm. The trouble is Jack's priority is his mom. He's like, my mom asked me to come back here. I'm estranged from my family, but my mom wants me to come back for this. And stress makes cancer worse. My mom can't know I'm in danger. I've never told her about any of the threats I got as a Hollywood star. So if you're going to protect me, you're going to have to pretend to be my girlfriend. Of course. So her first take on that is no. Then her ex-boyfriend starts nagging her and she's like, oh, really? Do, te do tell. Because her ex-boyfriend is like, no one would believe that this is Jack Stapleton's girlfriend. She was like, hey. I always like the, Just the thing where the protagonist is like, no one would believe I'm your girlfriend. And then someone else is in there like, hey, hey, hey. Only I can say that about me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. How dare you? <laughs> I so, am his girlfriend. Here's something interesting with this type of fiction. I do feel like the lines are really blurred between fiction and romance here. Why do you think in particular this one belongs in fiction as opposed to romance? Well, the romance is not the heart of the story. Okay. There are a lot of relationships going on in this book. Um, the big heart of the story is the family relationship for Jack and his family, why they're estranged from each other, how do they or do they find their way back to being a happy family? 
Um, and Hannah's relationship with herself and her memory of growing up with her mom and all that that entails. So it's the work that these characters do on themselves and what they learn about each other, questioning their assumptions, that centers the story. When Jack meets Hannah for the first time at his house, he doesn't know his team has insisted on hiring protection, and he assumes she's the new housekeeper. And when she says, you know, no, I'm your bodyguard, he says, how the heck are you going to stop me? I'm six foot three, et cetera, et cetera. I demand that you prove that you can protect me. She flips him over her shoulder and plops him on the ground. There's a little more to it. It's against ethics. She tries not to avoid all of that. He's like, nope, nope, I insist. All righty then, pain. That's one way to assert dominance. (laughs) So the other thing is that you are not supposed to be relationally close to the person you're protecting. So Catherine Center did a good bit of research and interviews with people who've actually done this work to make the executive protection part of it ring true. Mm -hmm. Um, The part that's and that they acknowledge is that when Hannah is pretending to be Jack's girlfriend, Hannah's not an actress, but Jack is an actor and he can absolutely sell the emotions. And she's like, yeah, I know this isn't real, but Hmm. it's really kind of hard to feel not real when a really good actor (laughs) is sitting there making direct eye contact (laughs) with you. Do you get a very good sense of setting with it being on a ranch? You do because uh, Jack's mother, Connie, insists on inviting Jack and his new girlfriend to spend the month of cancer treatment out at the ranch with them. So they go and spend a month out on the ranch. Are they voluntold to help with ranch ranch chores? They don't need to be voluntold. They just do it. Okay. Much to the distress of the older of Jack's older brother Hank, who really has a problem with Jack relating to the family tragedy a couple of years before. Mm. There used to be three brothers. Now there are two. Um, Yeah. So big brother is really unhappy that middle brother is back. And uh, Hannah's just trying to get through this. They're in the they're sharing a room. Great. There's a full size bed. Great. She takes the floor. I mean, that is one way to keep an eye on somebody you're protecting. Yeah, it's true. And and he's not a great person to be protecting because there's a, a handbook that her company gives the people they're protecting. This is what you need to do to help us keep you safe. It's like, yeah, I don't read handbooks. I imagine <laughs> if you're in the executive protection, that probably happens often. Yes, but on a ranch, the person can just, you know, wander off and disappear somewhere in the 500 acres. And you're like, what, the- what are you going to do? So the tension points are around relationships. There is actually some life-threatening danger at one point, but this story isn't for everyone. And I, I know Jamie has said that she has liked a lot of Catherine Center's books. This is not her favorite. I like this book. I do read romance. I read less straight-up fiction, and I don't read literary fiction at all. And I read adventures, and it doesn't bother me that it's the first-person perspective inside Hannah's head, which is why I had to look up that her name was Hannah. Her boss calls her Brooks, and I'm like, it's always I, I, I. I'm like, wait, where do I find her name so I don't mess it up in this podcast? Hannah. I enjoyed the relationship parts of the story, but it's not like instant meet and instant fall all over each other or instant hate. or It's not all romance tropes. It's like, oh, crap, you're not who I thought you were in a good way. Why? Why are you not who I thought you were, but in a good way? So seeing how Jack's family figures out, it's very slowly revealed the different layers of pain that they're all hiding, both Hannah and Jack separately. Hannah internally, Jack 
with his family, with the pain relating to the third brother's death, big brother realizing, oh, wow, you're not actually a jerk. Mm. I would say a different word, but we're on a podcast. That's fair. (laughs) I think that if you like stories about people, about families, a little bit of tension, you don't need a super, super fast pace. You don't need psychological torture because they're isn't psychological torture. And you like a moder- a pretty happy ending at, at the end. I believe it's a happy ending. Maybe not the one that the main character thought they were going to get at the beginning, but it's a happy ending. Spoilers. And it's a resolved ending. If you like those things, you're going to like this book. It's a very, I don't want to say a gentle read, but it has humor. I smiled a lot listening to and reading this book. It's a nice casual read. Absolutely. Like a, a good like airplane beach, book. Airplane yeah. book. Yes, there are no plane crashes, so I would absolutely read Mm -hmm. this on an airplane. Mm -hmm. I would read this on vacation. I would listen to it while cleaning my house. It's just a a nice, lovely, pleasant book I'm really glad I read. Do you get the sense with Jack that he misses any of the glamorous elements of Hollywood, or is he ready to leave that chapter of his life completely behind? Well, he's left it behind for two years already. He is self-reflective about the glamorous aspect at one point in a conversation with Hannah about uh, what people think fame is going to be, what it feels like at first, what it turns out to really be, and how you can really turn into a jerk big time if you're not watching for that. So my perception of Jack is that he is at least currently really grounded. He grew up with his family. His dad's a vet, was a vet before he retired, by which I mean veterinarian, not the other kinds. And his parents adopted senior citizen horses on their on their ranch when when they retired to that. So my perception is that he he says, you know, I fell for that glitz and glam thing in the past, but I'm really going to watch out for that going forward. I don't think, in fact, I know that Hannah, not a fan of that at all. She's around it all the time. She mainly says that they protect oil executives and things like that. They're based in Houston. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a hub so much of glitz and glam, but she's around a lot of the high life. Her job is always to be in the background, and that's where she's comfortable. All right. That's all the questions I can think of. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention about the book or anything that particularly stood out to you when you read it? I really liked the book a lot. I will say that a whole lot happens in the first couple of chapters that sets up some of the relational tension going forward. Um, Hannah's ex is an extra special ex, oh, and gosh. they and they have to keep working together and competing for this top spot in London. So that's... Oh, the book throughout the book throughout the book this is up in the air at the end of the book you're going to find out who gets to go to london to open this office Ooh, so um but wait she has this possible budding romance whatever will she decide and her job is literally protecting people so how does that work in a relationship with anybody yeah i was very happy with it all righty well thank you so much for bringing us something that's a bit of a different you know a change of pace for us yeah a nice bridge between fiction and romance and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye We'll just wait till they. Also, they just stalled right outside of our window, just like. Oh wow, that was really loud. That's gonna. This is. I'm just gonna clip this. I'm gonna put it at the end of the episode after our music. It's just gonna be us going. Wow, that was loud. Uh,